Well, good morning. I, I'm walking a little slow today. My dog uh, had a breakout yesterday, and uh, she took to the neighborhood. And uh, not very smart of me, but I just kept pushing her because I thought, you know, I was enticing her with food and trying to get her to come back. So I'm walking, I'm walking around a little, a little limpy today, but it, everything's good. Amen. So, uh, so I, I won't be moving as much in for the camera today. So uh, I have a heart. You know, I don't stay around in this area very often, but, um, but anyway, praise God. Hey, if you have your Bibles, I want you to, I want you to take your Bibles. I'm gonna op- we're going to open up to Proverbs 29.18. Oh, Pastor Brad, when are you going to come out of vision? When are you going to come out of who we are in Christ? I, I don't know. We, we're just going gonna to camp out here a little while. Amen? You know, uh, Proverbs 29.18. You know, one of the things I, um, I felt, you know, you know, this week through prayer and, uh, you know, yesterday, and I, I kind of knew, you know, the direction because I felt like the Lord was showing me some things that uh, that we got into over the last three weeks that God has called us, uh, that he has called us winners, amen, that that we are children of God and we're born to win, amen, everybody's born a winner, amen, and uh, so, you know, we talked about several things in that area, we camped out, we talked about what it, what it meant to have a renewed mind, how important it is to renew your mind to the things of God, uh, you know, we talked about who we are, the new creature in Christ, that when we're born again, uh, the new has come, the old is gone, amen, so we begin to develop ourselves as a as, uh, uh, as a believer and as a new creature in Christ, Amen. And uh, we talked about direction, how important it was to, to, you know, not only have vision but have direction for our vision. But one of the things I want to do today is I want to camp out, and I I'm probably will be here a few weeks. And, uh, and, and we're going to begin to talk about vision. You know, I, I realize one of the things that a, a lot of times many churches will, will preach vision into the new year. They'll, they'll go on a 21-day fast, which we will, we will fast here. We'll, we will have a corporate fast uh, in our church at the beginning of the year. But, you know, I want to jumpstart vision already. Amen. And so we're going to talk. We're going to teach. We're going to preach on vision. You know, on Wednesday nights, you know, Wednesday night was like really really pretty awesome because you know there were uh the gifts of the spirit were in operation you know we're calling wednesday nights prophetic night we'll be back into it again this week we're taking the time to teach the word uh uh, along with teaching the word we're seeing activation amen that you know people are praying for one another we had words of uh, knowledge words of wisdom this past week people begin to prophesy over other people and begin to pray amen and uh you know we're going to see the body of christ activated in that so you know I'm, i'm throwing out a plug already for wednesday night because it was a lot of fun and uh, we have people in here that are prophetic, and uh, it's great to see the gifts of uh, gifts that have been given to people utilizing the body of Christ. We not only utilize them in church, but God has called us outside of the church, amen, to be able to utilize those uh, those gifts as well. I know we took a team last week uh, to Morgantown to evangelize there. The word was released, amen. Thank you, and we're excited about that and, and excited to come back, you know, and, and, and be going back, amen. Man, I could just sit up here and talk about all the good things God is doing, amen, because, you know, God is is good and you know just the testimonies this week coming out of the house it's an inspiration not only to uh you know, not only to the church but the people that are that are coming you know first time visitors they hear they hear testimonies of someone being healed or somebody being touched by god or or someone being saved amen that 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 stirs people's faith up amen and you know i i was where's our soul camp now, right now does anybody know 975, I think. So, so we're right at a thousand souls won to the kingdom this year. Hey, we're going to break a thousand this year. Amen. Uh, was believing the Lord that we would see at least that many come in this year. And uh, we've got a little more work to do. We're going to see it happen in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. You guys have your Bibles, right? Where did I tell you to go? I told you to go to Proverbs 29, 18. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified this morning. And then uh, I'm going to just kind of bounce around here a little bit. Proverbs 20:19 says, Where there is no vision, no revelation of God in His Word, the people are unrestrained. But happy and blessed is He who keeps the law of God. Father, I pray, Lord, even today as a church, Father, I thank you, Lord, for vision. I thank you, Lord, that, that we flow out of a house of vision, Lord. The 12-120, believing, Father, for um, you know, the 1,200 locations a- across the world that will be planted. 120,000 congregation members, Lord, to, 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 to be a part of KC by 2025. And, Lord, I thank you for the vision in this house. And I thank you for the vision that people have in their homes. Father, let us not be unrestrained. Let, let, us, let us fight the good fight of faith with great boldness. Boldness and great courage, just like Joshua did. Lord, I thank you that your word says that anywhere that our foot shall tread, you've given us the land. So, Father, I thank you for the land. I thank you for this city. I thank you for this county, Father. Lord, that many more souls are going to be one to the kingdom of God. I thank you, Lord, for North Central West Virginia. Lord, that there shall be a great and mighty revival before your return. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I get a little fired up talking about this area because, you know, I believe God's going to, you know, God is pouring out his spirit. The Bible says that in the last days that I will pour out my spirit and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Amen. And I want you to understand that's that's exactly what's happening. You know, a lot of times people think the church is in retreat. I've got good news for you. The church is not in retreat. The church is here to advance. Amen. And we're seeing the kingdom of God advanced even greater now than we, than, you know, think about it. Are we seeing more, uh, God do more now than we did three years ago? We're seeing God do more now. Amen. I think the first year we've seen a couple hundred people come to Christ. You know, we've seen God multiply that. Amen. So as we're diligent to stay and, and, and keep the ways of the Lord, He's faithful. Amen. So we serve a faithful God. I'm not preaching on that today, but, but I feel to even release that today in the house. Hallelujah. Where there, you know, uh, another translation that says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. And another version says, without vision is a people naked, is a people naked. So, you know, clearly right here, one of the things that God is, is pointing to is, is we as a body, you as a believer need to have vision. Amen. It's important that we walk in vision. Um, you, you know, without vision, think about it. You, when you think about that word unrestrained, people are unrestrained. It basically means that people will just go out and do whatever they want to do. You know, I, I just I feel like doing this today. I feel like doing that today. I don't know if you've ever been that way in your life. There was a time where I was like, eh, I'm just going to whatever today holds what is, is whatever today holds. You know, I, I'm telling you that a lot of times what happens when you have that attitude in life, many things will pass you by. You miss a lot of opportunities when you just ho-hum through life that you that you just like, well, you know, I'm just going to cruise here for a while. I tell you, cruising will take, you know, it'll lead you to a place where you're cruising for three months, then six months, then two years, then six years, then 15, then 20 years later, you know, you're still in cruise mode. But see, one of the things about God, God has a plan for you. Amen. He has a dream for you. And it's our purpose to jump into uh, to jump into that which God wants us to jump into. Amen. Amen. Um, now, would you guys agree that the Lord wants all of us to be successful in life? 
Amen. So uh, you're in the right house because I, I know that we serve a God that, you know, you know, but not everybody believes that. Can I can I be honest with you? Some people believe, well, you know, you're going to go through tough times in life. You know, you're going to have this. You're going to have that. It doesn't mean that things don't happen in life. But I want you to understand that we serve a God that 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 truly desires us to be successful every day of our life. Not not just not just, you know, part time, not just not just a, a week a, at a time, but continually, God wants you to be successful. Amen. You know, I, I wrote this down because it was interesting. As I was studying yesterday, I I realized sometimes people think that to be successful, you have to work hard. Right? I mean, you guys, you guys, I, I and and you know, I I believe that there there's an element of hard work. Amen. That need to be behind things. I, I come from a family, to be honest with you. You know, you, you work hard. You work hard and you, and you reap the benefits or the profits of, of working hard. And I, so I, I don't take away from the fact that it's not important that we work hard. But, you know, what's more important? Uh, doing, uh, you know, working at the right thing or, or, or laboring or just working hard. I think doing the right thing sometimes and, uh, you know, resting in what God has called you to do is more profitable. Amen. Because the work won't seem so hard. You know, I remember one time when Miranda and I, we, we, were, uh, we were remodeling a house some 11 years ago. We're in that process right now. <laughs> Praise God. We're almost done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're calling it by Christmas. We're going to be in this place. Praise God. Anyway, December 15th is, is the call. So if you're not doing anything that day and you want to help move some stuff, I'll just go ahead and plug that while I'm here as well. Uh, you got a truck or whatever. Um, um, but, I, you know, I remember one time that Miranda and I were, we were, uh, we were renovating a, a house. And, uh, you know, you, you try to save money. You know, you just, you, you try to be diligent. You try to save money. But, uh, you know, at the point, you know, I had a, you know, I had a full-time job, started a company, and it had, it, it had taken off. And she was running a child care center full-time and, uh, you know, raising three kids. Can I tell you, you know, raising three kids at home <laughs> is, is a home, it, it is a job. Can I tell you that that, that is an actual job, you know, and, um, you know, at times I'd be like, oh, I don't understand what she's doing until the, the couple times I had actually had to stay home with her, you know, amen, and, and uh, you know, watch the three kids, and all the women are smiling at me, so, you know, and, uh, but anyway, I remember we, we had started hanging drywall in the house. I don't know if anybody's ever messed with drywall. In my mind, I can do this. I, I can hang drywall. Wasn't going to finish it, but I could hang drywall, and after I'd stepped in a paint bucket, you know, we at different times, there's just funny things that happen that you remember. I remember coming down off of a ladder trying to hang a piece of drywall, and there was a paint bucket by the ladder, and I stepped in the paint bucket, and my whole, my whole shoe, every, the shoe was ruined. It was a good, was a good pair of shoes. I, I just remember that. And uh, I remember getting at the place where I was looking at her saying, what are we doing? We're working our brains out. You know, we could hire somebody to come in here and do this, and they would probably be done in a day. They would they would probably have this done in a day. And uh, we've hung uh, we've it, we've been at it about two weeks and we've hung like 12 sheets of drywall. I don't think this is our calling. Amen. I don't think this is the vision God wants us to walk in. You, you understand what I'm saying? You can have this mentality. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work hard. But, you know, sometimes you work at what God's called you to work at. Amen. Don't don't just don't just rest in. Well, I can do everything. Amen. You know, you're not called to do everything. 
You know, and that's one of the important pieces that you need to see with vision. You're not called to be everything to everybody. I realize that as a pastor. I'm not called, you know, people come in and out of my life as a pastor. I've you know, 12 years now doing it. I, I, you know, you kind of get used to some of these things. But you, you can't be everything to everybody. And just like, just like this drywall, I, I made a phone call and I, I called a, a guy that I knew and uh, he, he come in and he said, yeah, I, I'll hang it and I'll finish it. I'm like, wait, I'm talking to the right guy. He come in and, and literally in one day hang 37 sheets of drywall. And I'm like, you know what? I'll never touch another piece of drywall ever again in my life. You know, th there's no reason for me to touch drywall. Amen. And so from this point on, I made the decision. I'm not touching drywall. Zephyr and another guy helped me hang drywall a little bit this year just, just to get it up because it was kind of in the way. But, but however, as a job or as a profession, I'm not, I'm not in the business to hang drywall. Amen. I'm, you know, my job, my calling is to, is to pastor. Amen. So it's important that, that you understand that, you know, you, you, Working hard is important, amen? But can I tell you that also uh, being diligent in what God's called you to do is so important and critical for vision. You know, you, you can work your brains out and miss God. Can you guys catch that? You can, you can, you can. Well, I'm just, it, it's Mary Martha, right? You know, I'm just, I'm just working hard and I'm wanting to get noticed. But, you know, you're, you know what are you doing? You're, you're working your brains out for, for, for nothing. Be anointed. Be called to, to stay in the lane in which God's told you to stay in. Amen. It's, you know, it's an important piece. Let me, let me keep moving here. And um, you know, I'll say this because sometimes even people think if I, if I go faster, if, if, if I speed up and get this thing done, uh, you, you know, uh, it, it's going to be productive for me. Can I tell you that sometimes even moving faster, you know, and, and, and trying to force things to happen doesn't increase the anointing on your life. If you're not walking where God's called you to walk, if you're not pursuing vision, amen? I read a book every year. It's Pursu uh, Pursuing Vision by David Oedepo. I read that book every year because I get those precepts. I get those concepts in my spirit, amen? I study around vision. I begin to, I begin to meditate. And, you know, it's you know, almost December now. I'm, I'm beginning to pray and meditate upon where God wants us to go next year as a church, amen? And in the vision that God's going to give us. We, we're continually walking out vision. We're in a vision now. But I believe as we're fulfilling that, we're, we're now moving to another level in vision. Amen. You guys with me on this? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some things today. And, and I'm, I'm going to, if you guys have your Bibles, I want you to go to First, uh, First Samuel 17. I want to show you some things out of the Word of God. That, um, and, I, and I love the life of David. Because I believe that David was a visionary. And um, you can kind of see where... Where David, uh, he begins to step into vision in First uh, Samuel seventeen. You know, um, I'll say this, and I know I covered it some last week when we talked about the new creature in Christ. That you know, uh, that when you're born again, you you become a new creature in Christ. But it, it's so important that you grasp you grasp that 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 newness of who you are as a born again believer that the old things the old strongholds things that maybe were there can be broken off your life or or, or and, and completely gone out of your life and um, you, you know it's it's an important um, it's it's an important piece to understand to be successful in life i don't have to stay where i'm at that I can move, I can move forward. You know, can I tell you that wherever you're at today, God can move you forward further. 
You know, God can move you further faster. Amen. He, he can do that if you're obedient. Amen. We sang that song today. You know, I'll provide what? I'll provide the sacrifice. Right. And so, you know, we we sacrifice, you know, uh, the things that God wants us to sacrifice. You know, Psalms 103 says this. It says, know the Lord. He is good. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. Psalms 103. So understand that be, to be successful in life, we're connecting ourselves to God. We're, we're setting ourselves up to hear from God. Amen. And, um, you know, and, and I love Jeremiah 1.5. And I, I think I, I shared this scripture the other day. But, you know, and the Bible says this. Before, uh, you know, let me, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, the Bible says. Before I formed you in the, the womb, I knew you. So God, God has a knowing of who you are. It, so it's critical and it's important that if we're going to pursue the vision of God, we understand that God knew me when I was in the womb. He knew that I would be sitting, whatever the date is, November, uh, what is the date? 21st, November 21st, I'd be sitting in Fairmont in a church. You know what? God knew that. He knows the beginning. He knows the end of your life. Amen. So be diligent to pursue the things of God and understand something. You know, God, God has called you to be successful. You know, sometimes people don't hear that. They don't hear that this is what God, this is what God desires for me. He desires for me to be successful in everything that he calls me to. Amen. First Samuel 17. You know, I, I'll come back to that later. So vision, just jot this down. Vision is the discovery of God's plan for your life. It is the master key to success. I can't take that phrase, but I love that phrase. Vision is the discovery of God's plan for your life. It is the master key to success. So listen, if, 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 if we're going to if we're going to have a heart for the father, if we're going to have a heart for God, we have to understand that God, God, God is a vision giver. Amen. He wants you to walk out what you're called to walk out. You know, it's, a, it's important that you understand that when God, when God releases something in you to, to walk something out, it's important that you, you stay there. You know, it's, you know, I've heard people preach this and talk about this. It's important that you stay in your lane. You know, I'm not a car salesman. I, you know, I honestly believe I could be a good car salesman. Because I know God's anointing is real. You, you, you get what I'm saying? I, I, believe, I believe that there's an anoint, God can anoint you to do certain things. But I'm not called to be a car salesman. Amen. I'm called to pastor. I remember that when I was young. I, I enjoyed working with people. I, I've always, from the time I, you know, I, I turned 18, I was, uh, I was working in uh, you know, uh, uh, group homes. I was working with youth. I was going to camps. And, and I love the work. And I, I love working with people. So I knew early on that my life was was uh, was going to be around that of serving people. I, I just I knew that. And because I love the work, I, I was a child advocate for seven or eight years. I've traveled all over the state of West Virginia with kids and families and been to court and you know it, it, it but but I love the work. But you know, even in that I, I, I love people. You know, when God got a hold of my heart, you know, I, I, still never, I, I still never walked away from serving people. Now I serve people at a different capacity, amen? And I'll say this, I'm always learning in that. I'm always learning and walking out that vision. I'm always learning and becoming better, amen, to give people the right counsel, amen? I don't know if you're, if you're in the gift of helps or helping people. I mean, it's a true gift from God. You know, God needs women and men. He needs, he needs our children to be dedicated to that kind of work, amen? 
1 Samuel 17. Vision is the discovery of God's plan for your life. It is the master key to success. So we have to understand that we need to walk in vision. 1 Samuel 17, verse 20. You guys there? I love this story. It's one of my favorites. I have other favorites, but I like this one. It says, early in the morning, David left the flock in care of the shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to battle, uh, out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines, facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran into the battle lines, and asked his brothers, how are, how, how are you doing? You know, understand something. You know, David's father had sent him, he'd sent him over to, 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 to check on his brothers. So you, you read at the very beginning part of this story. You know, go, you know he, he pulled him out of the field. He was, he, was, uh, he was tending the sheep, pulled him out of the field. You know, David, I want you to go check on your brothers. So, you know, David, you know, he's, he's minding his own business. He's doing what he's called to do. And uh, at this point, his father's asked him to do something else. So David leaves. He's now positioning himself to, to find out what's going on. And I love this. And uh, verse, verse 23, it says, As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from the lines and shouted his useful defiance. And David heard it. Whenever Israel saw the men... Saw, saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, Do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage, and he will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. Praise God. Amen. You know, there's some rewards right here. Amen. You know, and I love this. What, this is what David asked the men standing near him. He said, what will be done for the man who kills the Philistines and removes this disgrace from Israel? Did, did you just tell me that, that you were going you, you to possess great wealth? That, it, that if you took out this giant? You know, see, David didn't see a giant. You know, he seen destiny. He seen destiny. I, I, I truly believe that, you know, because David knew his God. He knew, he knew who he was. He, he knew, he talked with God. He walked with God. So, you know, I, I look at this, not, not only was it an opportunity for David, but, you know, here David has purpose. Here David has vision. He now has moved into a place where, what can, what's going to be done? For, you know, I, I believe he would have done it if, there was, if, this, if this stuff wasn't involved. But, you know, it, it's like, well, there's benefits. Hey, guys, get this. There's benefits when you serve Christ. Forget not all his benefits, amen, Psalms 103. Forget not all his benefits. You know, people, people forgo that. They, 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 they miss that being a Christian, walking with God, there are true benefits. You know that you have healing. You can ask for healing and God will heal your body, amen. You know that, you know, in prayer, that if you contend, you know, I, I believe in contending for souls, amen, Pray, praying for people, amen. People will come to heaven, amen. There's, there's a real contending that is released, amen. But David, you know, he, he, he's getting position. We've been talking a lot about position, getting yourself posi position. But I believe David sees something right here in vision. He sees destiny. He sees purpose. He, he, you know, and that's, that's the stuff that comes along with vision. Amen. So David said, David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills the Philistine, removes this disgrace from Israel? Is the uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? They repeated to him, what they had been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, 
He burned with anger. And I'm going to tell you that, you know, understand something. Even when you begin to pursue vision, even when you begin to pursue the call of God, you know, there can be somebody. It may be family. This was David's brother. He was standing and saying, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are reaching out and doing this? Who, who, do, you, who do you think you are coming into the battleground? You don't belong here. You're not a soldier. Get back to the get back to the shepherd and, and get back to shepherding. You know, go back to your sheep. You know, David. You know, he's got a little bit of this anger built up in him. You know, he sees his brother as being being uh, you know disrespectful. You know, coming here and asking all these questions. You don't belong here. And you know, I'm going to tell you that even when you begin to pursue the vision and purpose in your life, you know that that those things will happen. People will try to discourage you. They'll, tr- they'll get, you know, you, you, go, you go away. You don't belong here. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, pursuing your purpose, pursuing your calling, pursuing vision in life. People will try to distract you. You can have family. You can have friends. You can, you can have, you know, multiple, you know, you can have, well, anyway, I won't even go there. But you can have multiple people come against you to, you know, to, to keep you away from, from pursuing vision. Amen. And that's exactly what's happening. And I, and I love this. And David says in verse 29, he says, Now what have I done? You know, another translation, is there not a cause? See, David recognizes, is there not a cause? Is there not a way that we can come against, you know, this enemy of the Israelites? Because you know what? I recognize, you know what? He's standing in way of our destiny as a nation. He's standing in way of, uh, of, of my personal destiny. Amen. So, you know, listen, when God puts something in you in the way of vision, in the way of being successful, you begin to pursue it. You begin to get passionate about it. I believe David had a passion in his spirit that was like, no, I, I you know, he He's coming against my God. I don't, you know, I don't care if it's if, if it's a hundred soldiers. You know, he would have had a hundred rocks. I don't know. But you know, he, you know, understand something. He was passionate, and he was going to pursue what God had called him to pursue. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse thirty. He said he then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. So he, you know, he kept talking about it. And then the man answered him as before. When David said, <clears throat> when David. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. You know, Saul's waiting on someone. He's waiting on someone to fulfill the purpose and vision for the Israelites. Amen. And here's David, a rudy young man. Amen. He was probably, he wasn't very old. You know, the Bible estimates anywhere between 12 to, to 17 years of age. He wasn't very old. But here he is saying, I'll fight him. I, I, I'll take him on. Can I, everybody say vision? Everybody say destiny. You know, you, you, you see how things are beginning to, to, to set up for David in David's life. You know, it's not only that he sees an opportunity, right? There, there's benefits. Listen, when you step into destiny with Christ, there's benefits. There's benefits when you serve him. There's, been, you know, there, there's, there's, there's things that are released. There are benefits when you pay your tithe, amen? There's benefits when you, when you sow your offering, amen? There are real benefits when you do that. And, you know, and I, I, you know, I hate how people try to discourage people from that stuff. They, they try to, you know, you know, people will do that in life. They'll mock God. They'll, 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 they'll talk about the things of God, the promises of God, the things that you can possess here. Well, that's not for everybody. Says who? Says who? Mind, mind, you know, mind, mind, your, you know, mind, your, mind your business. You know, mind, mind your business. No, God, God has a plan for me. God has a purpose for me. He has a, my destiny will be carried out. Amen. 
I'm going to walk in vision today. And I believe that's what David was doing. David was doing that. Thank you, Jesus. Where was that? Verse 32, David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of the, of the Philistine. Your servant will go out and fight him. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against the Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man. And he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. He gives him his resume right here. You know, can I tell you, your, your, your Christian resume is important. People don't, people think, well, anyway. <laughs> he gives him his resume. He said, um, you, um, yeah, verse, uh, verse 35, it says, I, I went after it, I struck it, and I rescued the sheep from its mouth. While it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and I killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defiled the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord will be with you. See, I, I believe David knew that. Amen. He knew that the Lord was going to be with him then Saul uh, dressed David in his own turning and I you know and, and it's such a such a neat part of the story he put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head David fastened on his sword over the uh, over the the tunic and he tried walking around because he was not used to them and you know and, and I love the analogy because you know you understand something that when God calls you personally to a vision He's called you personally to, to, for you to do something, for you to walk it out. It may not be someone else's journey. It may not be someone else's purpose. Amen? He may have called other people to pursue that. Amen? And He can call people to come alongside you and, and walk out vision. That's what we do as a church. That's what, you know, it, it's why we're a part of KC. A, a, a much bigger work, but this church vision fits in that church vision. Amen? It's, it's a much larger picture. And so it, it's important that you understand that. But see, God, God can call you to something in the way of vision. He can, he can give you that, 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 that thought. He can give you that courage. Amen. And I believe David already possessed the courage. I believe he's seen opportunity. But I believe, like I said, I, I, he's seen destiny. I believe in his heart through vision, through, through, through all this, he began to see, you know what? Um... He's going down. And he had determined. And, you know, here was another man trying to give him his armor. Here's a better way. Take my stuff. And David said, mm, I don't need your stuff. Because, see, God's given me a vision. He's given me a plan. I know how to fight. I know, you know, I fought a bear. I fought a lion. He is nothing. You know, I rescued a sheep from, from, from the mouth of a lion. Is my God not big enough to take this, to, to, to take this out? See, you know, it, it's all about perspective. It's all about, it's all about pursuing the vision, amen? Not, not shrinking back. Can I tell you that even in vision sometimes when you're pursuing something, man, there, there'll be obstacles thrown at you. There'll be things that get thrown at you. There'll be, there'll be things that, you know, people will say. There'll be, you know, uh, you, know you have kids. Your, your kid might get, you know, a, a fever or something. How, why would this happen? Why, why? You know, things happen. But you stay, you, you continually stay in a place of pursuing vision. Amen? You know, as a church, it's important that we understand that. We pursue vision. Uh, you know, as, as the man of your household, you pursue vision for your home. Amen? You, you, you do that. You pray. You, you contend in prayer. Amen? And, you know, as you're doing that for your home, your wife comes alongside that. Amen? And, and you pursue and you walk out vision together. And, you know, women pursue vision as well. I don't, I'm not trying to 
But, you know, it's important we understand the roles that we serve, you know, especially in our homes. Pursue vision. Always be diligent to pursue vision. Hallelujah. David said, because I'm not used to them, he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand. He chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with a sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine... um, with his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over. Could you imagine this? He looked David over and saw that he was a, he was a, a little more than a boy, glowing with health, and ha- he was handsome. I love how they portrayed David at a young, as a young man. He was a handsome young man. Amen. And, uh, he, and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said. I will give your flesh to the birds and wild animals. David said to the Philistine, You come against. You're coming against vision. You're coming against, you're coming against vision. God's, God's given us this land. I might be the only one that knows that right now, but God's given us this land. You know, I'm the one willing to step up and, and represent God. I, 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 you know, you may be the only one, but I'm going to tell you, you know, just you won't be the only one when God, you know, asks you or, or, or you, you move forward and you pursue vision. You won't be the last man standing. Amen. And um, I just I, I love this story. Mm-mm-mm. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcass of the Philistines' army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. See, this is what you, you, you want to you talk about what, what, what will defeat the enemy is being confident in, in what God's called you to do. David sets, you know, the Lord set David up at this point. You know, and David told him, I'm, I'm taking your head off. You know, I'm cutting your head off. I'm cutting, I'm taking your head off of your shoulders. And, and, and you know, and I think sometimes we, we don't even get the fullness of the picture of that. We don't even, you know, I mean, you know, he's not playing around. I'm taking the head off of your shoulders because of what you said against God. And you're standing, way of, you're standing in the way of destiny. You're standing in the way of vision. And you know, listen, you can cut, you can cut the enemy's head off. Amen? In your own life. You, 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 you know, when people start talking contrary to faith, when people start, when people start you, know, uh, uh, you know, talking about God in a negative way, you can cut the enemy. No, that's not the God we serve. Amen? You know, no, you know well, God doesn't heal everybody. No, that's not the God I serve. You know, I, it's okay to say I don't know. You know, if you know, you would do. We would do ourselves good sometimes. Say, I, I, I don't know. I need to search that out in the scriptures, rather than just try to make something up in your head that's not true. Because listen, you know, people will always be in this place of trying to get you on their side. But what has God called you to do? What God, What is God asking you to pursue? Amen. You know, and when he does, you know, it's important that you, you get in it, you stay in it, and you're diligent in it. Amen. Because you know what happens when you pursue God in vision? You know what happens? He begins to open up greater things for you. Amen. It, it, you know, it, one, one, one area of walking in vision and walking in purpose and where God's called you to be, God, God highlights other things in your life. Amen. And you become greater. Amen. You know, we're, I think we're all uh, giant slayers. Amen. Yeah. That, you know, I'm looking at a church that, you know what, you know, I'm, I'm going to... I'm, 
you know, anybody that comes against my God. You know, I, I feel that way about the church. You know, I, you know, even in this, I, you know, there's always spiritual warfare going on. I'm not, you know, I'm not naive to that as a pastor. I'm not naive to, to think that things don't go on with people. But, you know, how we pray sometimes and how we contend for the things in God is very real. Because, you know, I, you know, I'll say this because, you know, e- even un- an understanding that people will get offended. People will get hurt. People will, will, will say things. And, you know, and I know, I know in my heart the one thing that I have to do is I have to pray for them and I have to pray for the situations in life. You know, an offended brother, the Bible said, is like a fortified city. Once someone gets offended, you know, it's not easy. It's not, it's not, you know, but once someone gets offended, you know what happens? They, they quit pursuing vision. They, they quit pursuing purpose because their focus, their focus gets set on the offense. They deal, they'll, they'll struggle in life more with the offense of, of what happened and how they were mistreated and how all this stuff, you know, ha- has happened. They'll focus on that. And it takes them out of their call. It takes them out of their purpose with God. I've seen it happen time and time again. It's, it's, it's never good. It's never good. So, you know, you know, it's important that we understand that if you pursue vision, if you pursue purpose, it will put offense. It will, it, it, it's, one of the, it's an offense killer. If I'm pursuing what God wants me to pursue, I'm, my eyes aren't on, on everybody else. I'm not looking for affirmation. I'm not looking for whatever from other people. My eyes are fixed on God. I'm going to pursue what God wants me to pursue. I'm not going to be moved by what everybody else says. I'm going to be moved by what God says. There's where you'll begin to walk per, and pursue the vision of God. Amen? Amen. It's, it's important. I, I tell you, we all can get tripped up here. But I believe that David, you know what, the heart of David, he was, he was very diligent. He looked at this, not only, like I said, as an opportunity, but he said, you know, I, I know God. I know my God is able. This giant's going down today. And I'm telling you, you know, we, we have to, you know, I, I want to say Christianity is not about being passive. Some people think that Christianity, you, you just lay down and take it. No, no, that's not true. You don't, you don't just lay down and, and take things as a Christian. Because, you know, listen, if you just lay down and take things as a Christian, you, your own head will get chopped off. You know, you, you, you know, so you don't just lay down. You know, you know I know where God fights my battles. I, I know what areas I need to pray in. And I know what areas the Lord has showed me where, where I need to confront. Amen? You know, God, God will do that. Because He is a God that He, he, he truly does fight our, our battles. Amen? It's like, you know, last week when I said, you know, prayer and fasting, release that in your life. Release prayer and fasting in your life. Yeah, we're praying, but release fasting in your life. Man, you know, things happen. God fights your battles. Look at, you know, Esther, you know, uh, you know, look at that situation. Called a three-day fast. The whole nation was saved. Amen. Not, 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 it's not something small. You, You understand these aren't small, these aren't little, just little fun stories in the Bible. David, you know, Goliath, it's not, you know, the little book. You know, they should show David holding Goliath's head in, in, in the little magazine, right? Or the kid's book, you know, with, you know, his head. You know, anyway, you know, it's, it, these, are, these are real things. These are real things. Hallelujah. Everybody say this. I'm not a creature of chance, but I'm a child of destiny. God just, you're not just ho-humming here. You have a purpose. You have a destiny with God. You, you know, and listen, you're not a part-time Christian. 
when you get saved. It, it's, it's you receive him into your life. You know, yeah, yeah you have a full-time job, but you, you can also be a full-time Christian in a full-time job. Amen? You know, Paul even knew this in uh, Galatians 1.5. He said this, he says, But when God who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace was pleased. Paul knew this. You know, you see it in the New Testament. I, I knew that God had called me. He had separated me and set me apart for such a time as this. You know, and, you know, here he was killing Christians. You know, he, he, he was he was persecuting Christians. You know, people have come to me and said, well, I don't know how I can be forgiven. I always show them the story of Paul. Look at his life. He was brutally killing people. He he no mercy. He thought he was doing God's work by going out and killing Christians. And then he gets a, a revelation from Jesus. Jesus appeared. Why are you persecuting me? Why are you kicking against the goats? You know, but here, Paul, he begins to see purpose. He begins to see vision, you know, and get this. It's not for a week or a month or two months or three months. Vision is lifelong. Walking with the Lord is a lifelong thing. It's not well, God's giving me a vision this week and I'm on it. Right. You know, it, you know, and it's just like and then things pass. Right. You know, it. it no, God wants you to pursue vision. It's a lifelong thing that God wants you to, to pursue. Thirdly, and I want to I close with this. Listen, and we're setting this up because I want to take the time over the next probably week or two weeks to talk about how you get vision for your life, some key things that you can pull down, amen? Things that you, you, you can pursue in the ways of God and uh, some things you can pursue in the, way, in the things of God. But thirdly, understand this. You must search out vision. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. You know, many times that's why we, 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 we talk with people. You know, listen, God can speak to you. He can deposit a word in your spirit on a Sunday morning, on a Wednesday, when you get out of the shower. I mean, I've got great revelation in the shower. I don't know if that's anybody, but I, I have. I've been praying in the shower and be like, man, that's good. I, need, I just wish I had a tablet in the shower to write that down, you know, because that, that was good. They do make, I think, waterproof something. But, but you know, but see, God can speak to you. He can speak to you at any given time and release something into your spirit. Oh, yeah, Lord, that that's that's good. But thirdly, you know, this is it. You must search it out. You must search out vision. You must search out purpose. You may say, well, I have a job. Are you content with just a job? Are you content with just are you content with just, you know, staying here? Can God elevate you? Can God promote you? Can he take you to another level? You know, in your workplace. Amen. Can he, can, he, can, he, can, he, can he promote you? Yes, he can. Amen. But you have to search it out. Jeremiah 29, 11. Go to your Bibles. We read this scripture quite often, but, you know, a lot of times we don't read, we don't read um, verses 12, 13, and 14. Jeremiah 29, 11. The Bible says here, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Verse 12, I, I, I love this. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I what? I will listen to you. I will listen to you. I, I, you know, in verse 13, it says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I, you know, here's the condition. So we have to search out God. We have to search out vision. You know, see, God has a wonderful plan for you, amen? But see, God's saying, look, when you search me with your whole heart, guess what? When you come to me in prayer, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. 
You know, so you think about that. To separate yourself, to, to, get, to get God's attention. You know, what's, what's the first part of this say? It says, for, for I know the plans I have for you. I have plans for you. But God goes on to say, look, this is what, if, if you will search me out, search me out with your whole heart. You will seek me and find me, and you will seek me with your heart. I will be, I will be, uh, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. So what are we doing? We're finding God. When we're searching out God, we're, we're actually finding Him. So we have to, thirdly, to walk in vision. You have to search out God. Amen. You have to search these things out. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. God's promises. It's, it's that, you, that you're fruitful. Amen. That you're fruitful in everything that you put your hands to. Now listen, God has a great assignment on earth for every one of us. Ministerly, how do you come to the keyboard? He has a great assignment on earth for every one of us. You know, I, I would say that, you know, early on in my Christian walk, I, I would ask things, you know, Lord, what's my purpose? What's my vision? What's, you know, where, where are you taking me, Lord? You know, and I find that, you know, some years into that, vision and direction can change. You know, it, it truly can change in your life. You know, God, God can, you know, it's, it's like if you're a mother, you know, my wife, you know, we knew that when she, when, when we got married and had kids, her plan, her desire was to homeschool our kids. It, it just, it wasn't, it was, it was something that the Lord had placed in her. And so that, that's a vision. Now, you know, think about it. You know, it wasn't that God didn't use her for other things. But that, that's a part of pursuing the, a, a vision that God had laid in her heart. You know, so she taught our kids for 17, 18 years, 20 years. I don't know how many years you did it. A long time. So 17, 18 years, you know, she was, she was diligent to homeschool the, our, our children. It's a time in life. It's a segment in life that... She did that because God had, had released that in her, right, the vision. But she knew the, the benefits for our children. It was, it was a personal decision that we made as, as, as a family. Did she forgo other things in life? Yeah, absolutely. Did she forgo a career? Yeah, she did. Well, in, in all honesty, she still walked in a career. <laughs> she still had other, other, other vision. God was, God was giving her other, other ideas and pursuing vision in other areas, and, and we did that. And I guess, you know, 2011, 2012, full-time ministry was, you know, we had worked with the church. We had been involved, engaged in church, and done multiple things. But, but then in 2011, 2012, things begin to shift, you know, and we begin to pursue full-time ministry because it was that, this is what I'm putting before you. I'll say this about vision because a lot of times we think we get the whole plan. We don't. You don't get the whole plan. But see, this is the key, is that you begin to walk in it. You begin to walk in it. You begin to pursue it. You know, some of you have callings on your life to, to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. And for those that, that do today, I'm going to pray for you. But some, of you have, some of you have desires you know, to, to, to be great business people. 
And I, I'm going to pray for those that, that, that feel that way today. Some of you may, you know, you may just be called. You, you may be in that place right now where, hey, you know, I can't change much right now. Can I tell you that that's okay? Enjoy where you're at. Enjoy the place in which you're, you're setting and you're resting in God. You know, and then, you know, when if you stay around people of vision, if you stay around, you know, you know you're, you'll, you'll always be able to receive. You'll always be able to receive things into your spirit. You know, no, I can't go to another level. See, that's what God, God's always wanting to take us to another level. Amen. I'm going to say this because, you know, you can be very content right where you're at. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that's the plan God's given you for your life right now. For my wife, when she was homeschooling, we, we, I knew the limits that she could go to. I, I knew, you know, there, there are limits. You know, uh, and I'm very visionary. I... <laughs> I'd come home at least with 10 ideas a week, I think, you know. So let's do this. Let's do that, you know. And um, then God got a hold of me, you know. And it's like different direction. Different direction. But you, know, you, have, to, you have to search vision out. It, doesn't, it, it just doesn't happen. A lot of times people think, well, if God wants me to have it, I'll have it. It doesn't work that way. God wants to heal me. He'll heal me. We play, we play a part in it. If David would have never went to battle, what would have happened? He would have had to raise somebody else up. But see, he played a part. He played a part in seeing the, the giant defeated. How important is your part today? Play, play the part where God's called you to be. Stay in your lane, amen? And do it with a love. Do it with a real love of God. Now, God showed me that we would be a great church, that we would have a great church in this region. You know, in faith, you know, I'll say this because I, I believe in, in my prayer as a part of vision. One of the things I'm seeing is I, I want this church to be in another location by, by summer of next year. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I pray that way. I'm beginning to, to put my faith there. Amen. Because we need more room for kids programs. We need more children's workers. say, Pastor, you, you only got 40, 50 people today. I don't know how many people are here, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm pursuing. I'm, I'm pursuing God. Guys, listen, I see the harvest. Can I, can I tell you? I see the harvest. I, I see it. I see people coming in. Can I tell you, people that have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ right here in West Virginia, your college campuses are full of kids that have never heard the gospel. Never heard it. They've heard about God. Yeah, God, yeah, God, yeah, God. But they've never heard or ever, ever had the opportunity to receive Him as His Lord and Savior. You know? Kindergarten, when they start teaching kids in kindergarten, you can you can decide whatever you want to be and you can be whatever you you, you know, yeah, 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 you can be whatever you want to be in life. But you know, if, if you're born a, a boy, you're a boy. If you're born a girl, you're a girl. We don't need to confuse kids. We don't need to confuse people. We don't come against what God sets up, what God calls holy, amen. Pastor, you can get in trouble for that. Yeah, I, I guess I could. 
I have to be obedient. Amen. The Bible says in Psalms 25.9, He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them His way. Our God guides us, amen? He guides us. I want everybody to go ahead and stand on your feet this morning. Listen, this morning, if you feel a call, you feel, you feel a call to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to pray for you. If you would, just um, just come to the left side of the, the altar here. If you would, just come to the left side. Don't be ashamed. Come. Come. going to be a greater anointing on this house you know God's God's going to begin to raise up amen raise up men and women of God he's going to begin to raise up our our, our children amen hey, listen if you if you feel in in that area of of business you feel in the in the you know hey I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an impact in the area of business or or, or, or in your workplace I just want you to come to this side of the altar. Because God's going to, He's going to increase your territory. I believe that today. Amen. I believe that God will increase your territory. Thank you, Lord. I'm, I, I believe 2022 will be the greatest year for many people in this house. I believe the things that you've desired, they'll come to pass. I believe the things that you're believing for right now are on their way. Amen. But I'm telling you, God's going to open up a whole new world to many of you this year in 2022. You know, it, it's it's not it's not at the end of 2022. It's when 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 you know you feel the release. Amen. You can leave here today and be like, man, no, 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 I got that. I got I got that in my spirit. God's showing me right now. Amen. He's showing me right now. Amen. Amen. Just raise your hands as we begin to pray for these today. I tell you, just begin to pray. If you have the freedom to pray in the Holy Spirit, you can pray in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Lord.